0: Crone's getting a split, Mizzy in front of the 100, Crone goes up the inside and Crone takes the lead in the Gilmore, Crone draws clean out from Mizzy, it's a Queensland victory, Crone beats Mizzy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. The Mock Sports presents the Quaddie Potty for the second last time this spring as the Spring Carnival starts to wind down. I am Mitchell Cashmore and as always joined by Nick Highland. How How are you, mate?
1: Yeah, good. Um, sad to wrap up the season, but let's actually absolutely pump through this one.
0: Yes, of course. Uh, uh, it's very sad, but what a Melbourne Cup Carnival it was, of course, with the end of the Melbourne Cup Carnival. It spells the end of the, uh, the Spring Carnival in general, and it's only been extended by Peter Valandis in the last couple of years by adding the, uh, the Hunter and the Gong meets. Tuck that on onto the New South Wales Spring Carmel, so that's why we press on for the next two weeks. Quick review off of last Saturday. Nature Strip, you reckon after that performance, world's best sprinter confirmed?
1: What do you think, mate? I've been backing him since the start of the prep. Always, always my favourite. He's a genuine, genuine horse.
0: World's best, though?
1: At sprinting, I'd say he's up there. I don't really know too much about international. He's definitely the best in Australia.
0: Yeah, there, he's definitely Australia's best, but apparently, along with uh, rumoured trips to Hong Kong for the other uh, Hong Kong sprint, apparently they also want to maybe take him over to uh, England and take on their best sprinters as well. So, looking like maybe in the autumn, we we'll might be saying goodbye to Nature Strip as it goes over and tries to conquer the world. But, very excited to see what they do with Nature Strip in the near future. Uh another one that we're talking about Australia's best Zaki after that performance is the the bubble back in first so after it popped earlier this spring or is it? He is still not convinced Oh it, it definitely
1: was a strong run and it definitely it's something I didn't expect but um at the end of the day it's it's a class horse when it's on um just needs to be ready it's a bit like Nature's Trip a couple of preps ago um obviously when it's on, it's on. When it's off, it's, it doesn't look that right. But it only had one or two that it was off, um, Zaki. Or was it, only, it, was, it only had one and then got scratched from the, from the Cox plate. So, yeah, I, I guess we were quick to jump off. But, um, yeah, class horse probably.
0: Yes, for sure. And uh, the only other thing that's really noteworthy coming out of the uh, last week was that it came out this morning. Spanish Mission, now an Australian horse. What do you reckon? you reckon he's going to be able to adapt or it's going to be a bit of a flop in Australia now that he's Australian full-time?
1: Oh, It'll be interesting to see. It's obviously new trainers coming in, new everything for the horse, so it's got to be able to adapt well. Um, But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Hopefully he can get a nice lead-up for the Melbourne Cup next year and probably going to be one of the heavier favourites in the end, I reckon.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. With a full lead-up to the Cup, just to be even fitter, I reckon it will run even better. Came third, of course, behind Incentivised and Very Elegant. And now the owners of Spanish Mission, now they also own incentivize and Very Elegant. So, three very, very good horses to have in your portfolio. I just think that uh, if he comes out in autumn, that incentivize versus Spanish Mission uh, stablemate rivalry is going to be very interesting because they'll probably be around the exact same races. So, it's going to be very interesting to see, I'm sure, both of those. Uh, Horses will be running around at very short prices in the autumn if they get the right lead up. But uh, we'll crack on, head into the Newcastle rundown. Nicholas, my friend, are you tired of the big bookies keeping you down? Yes, I am. Well, what if I told you there was an Aussie-owned bookie out there and they would keep your best interests at heart? You're kidding. There can't be. Well, with PlayUp, you can get access to some of the best quality customer service that I have ever seen from a bookie. Don't tell me there's a link in our Instagram bio to sign up with. Oh, you bet there is, Nico. Head to the show notes or in the link in our Instagram bio and you can sign up with PlayUp today and you can start getting access to not only amazing customer service, but also a wide range of incredible weekly promotions and offers.
1: Tell them we sent you and they will look after you unlike the big bookies.
0: All right, punters, as we said, we're at Newcastle this week with the uh, the Hunter, the million-dollar prize money, 1,300-metre race taking centre stage as Peter Volandi uh, extends the New South Wales Spring Carnival for a couple more weeks here. Uh, track is currently at a good four, but the rain has been coming down quite heavily in the last couple of days in Sydney and up the coast as well. So I'm expecting that on race day we'll definitely be in the soft conditions Uh, Rail also going to be in the true position throughout the entire circuit so back marker versus leader bias On paper doesn't look like there should be any but of course monitor it throughout the day because it definitely can develop Uh, We head into the races race 1 1900 meter maiden race That is just yucky to start the day in my opinion hard to tip and often worse to watch as it's almost barrier trial like Um, Nico though, I'll tell you what J-Mac He's on Lord of the Hunter. If that's not a moral and a half, I don't know what is considering it's the Hunter Day. Um, $8.50 for this horse and actually has race experience. And I always back the uh, horses that have race experience in these maiden races because I just think it's more of a a trustworthy bet as you've seen them race and you know how they're going to run under these sort of conditions. So all signs are pointing to an omen bet in my mind. Um especially considering that one start it's had came narrow second, probably would have won if it hadn't raced too keen too early. J-Mac on board will definitely give it a better steer and should be coming in fitter than the others considering it's raced before. So $8.50 to win, $2.60 each way odds on Lord of the Hunter. Great bet to start the day, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, no, I I agree with you there. um, Won the trial before that on a heavy track as well, so just proves if it gets a little bit... A little bit soggy over the next couple of days uh, coming up to Saturday that it's just going to be able to prove itself on the on the wet track as well. So, yeah, Lord of the Hunter looks like one of the better bets of the day, honestly. Obviously going to be a hard one to tip for a maiden race because they can all come out and do weird things, but um, it's a pretty good bet at $8.50, I reckon. So, yeah, that'll be over- my tip for the first as well. Lovely. Head on to the second. We got the mile, uh, benchmark 78 here. My and par the deserved favorite after four on the trot, four pretty pretty convincing wins as well. Looking pretty good. Um, gonna be hard to stay away from it. Um, the only real one I'm looking at is Cisco Bay. Um, even though it says it's pretty late in the prep, it's had a, six weeks off. I'm pretty sure. So, weeks oh,
0: actually, how many? I think it's eight weeks between runs.
1: Yeah, so it's pretty much pretty much settled down a little bit. Um. It's almost like a little bit of a spell for it, probably probably not enough, but it's it's definitely well rested enough into the prep where um you can consider backing it it's not too too far gone, I'd say, but um I reckon my my is going to be too strong here, two dollars eighty for the win for five on the trot um just seems to get into a race where it's better than pretty much all the field, and yeah it's definitely the best um horse in this race, just whether Cisco Bay can produce a miracle.
0: Uh, Yeah, I I agree with you there. I'd usually be on Cisco Bay. Long-time listeners of the podcast will know, of course, that I'm fond for that horse. Um, Definitely going to appreciate the sting out of the track and will most likely run a strong race as he is dropping back in grade. But, uh, yeah, can't jump off my par. Nothing special about the way he gets it done. He's just smart and he just gets to the front of the pack and goes about his own business, doesn't really care about other horses. Just loves to run this horse by the looks of it. Nash on board, going for five out of five. Don't see any reason why he can't continue with it. Like he said, $2.80 to win. Good bet for the second in my mind. Uh, we move on to race three. Tab Highway time, and I expect that our Ceasefire and Blow Dart to go forward here, while the majority of the pack should sit nice and close to them, with only Casino Kid looking to give them a big start from the back. However... I hope he doesn't give them too big of a start, as my money just has to be on him. Not only is he the one here that I'm most familiar with, I'd argue he has the best highway form out of this field. His late sectionals have been excellent this prep, he just simply needs to jump closer. He'll still come from the back, as he is the back marker. Always likes to come from the back, but he just can't get a mile back like he did first up. He absolutely gave him a mammoth start, almost like Mars Crusader in the Everest sort of thing. Came home really strong late, but was never going to catch him after the start that he gave. Um so I reckon third up now, ready to start peaking, gonna be nice and fit and ready to go. Doesn't mind the ground wet as well. So if he's able to jump a little closer to pack and give him you know, have a give himself enough room to chase him down, I think seven dollars to win and two dollars fifty to place each way is good for the highway, which is always a value paradise for punters. So definitely happy to take the value here, Nick.
1: I'm going to be honest to you. I don't think we've ever started a podcast off with three of the same tips.
0: Oh, really?
1: We got Casino Kid for me as well. Um, Yeah, just like you said, should be peaking for this one. Loves loves a bit of a wet track as well. Can get it done on all tracks. So, yeah, Casino Kid seems to be the one for the tab highway. $7.00 and $2.50 for the win.
0: Great minds think alike.
1: And I think we're going to have the same for race four here as we head into the 1600 Benchmark 72 Sage Painting Midway. Um not gonna really talk about this one too much except for there's two horses I've considered. Obviously tampering being one that's ran pretty well in the um in the four pillars as well. Um Yes and Highly Desired, which is uh your horse, Cashy. So horse. Um Tampering is a little little have a look there, but um money's gonna have to be with Highly Desired. Just looks pretty good and um gonna back in Jockey from four pillars day for highly desired when she came out and said, if it was a wet track, he would have um he would have won, so yeah, um highly desired seven dollars and two dollars fifty in race four,
0: yeah, you're hundred percent correct, uh tampering is a good horse, red and strong in the four pillars, finished only I think a nose above us came fifth, we came sixth, but uh yeah, highly desired's gonna have to be my tip as well. Kathy O'Hara did come out and say would have won that race if it was wet or at least would have been in the placings because the, uh, the motor that he produced was probably probably better than we've seen in a long time from this horse as it is getting on in age. We were blown away, she was blown away and we were just all stoked for such a positive run. The only thing that let it down was the fact that its knee, old knees couldn't really handle that hard deck. But now, going to get the soft track should run really positively. Apprentice Jockey back on board. worries me a little bit, but I mean, if, it, if it's able to get the brakes in the track, I know um, it's drawn wide, but definitely has the speed to get over to that rail. Uh, yeah, $7 to win, $2.50 to place. Looking like a great each way bet. Uh, the only thing I reckon that'll stop this is the fact that it's also nominated for Canterbury. We've nominated it for Canterbury on Friday night. Um, it's got Jenny Duggan on board. I believe it's paying $9 at the moment. Uh, either way, I reckon put your money on now because either one will be scratched and you'll get the refund for the uh, scratch bet. But, yeah, um, we're hoping for a big, big run off of that positive showing in the four pillars and hopefully can get a uh, Metro win. Enough, but so. uh, we move on race five. Uh, seems like it's the Chris Waller Cup here. I think he just has about almost half the field, so he'll be tough to beat in this one. Um, None of them really like going forward here, so I'm going to have to guess that Love Tap probably gets to the front, Um, but I do think Love Tap, if it gets clean air and doesn't get held up in the run to the line, could certainly go all the way and take this one. Sirius dropped back in class to a benchmark 88 after it was running around in the Golden Eagle last start, and before that it also ran around in a group 2. And was pretty positive so at $4.40 and Nash on board seriously licking my lips this one has got it done in the wet as well as, as that so I mean all signs pointing to a massive run with this big drop in class I think uh, Love Tap can get over the Chris Waller horses here big call cool as uh, Waller seems to be unbeatable these days but uh, I reckon Love Tap can get it done Nick are we going five for five uh, just
1: the the top weight's too scary. Sixty one kilos for Love Tap's just gonna be too much for it, I reckon. Fair enough. Um, I'm going with I'm going with Sheebly here. Um, seven day turnaround after a win looks pretty nice for me. Um, has got it done on the soft track as well. So yeah, nothing that really worries me about this horse, uh, Sheebly. It, I'm pretty confident about this one to be honest. It should be a pretty nice one. Five dollars for the win. Um, yeah, that's that's all I have to really say.
0: Fair enough.
1: Head on to race six, the two thousand three hundred visit Kikara two thousand and twenty-two the Buford stakes. Um what a name. Yeah, it's it's a tough field here with a, a lot of a lot of runners paying around the same amount with what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven paying under twelve dollars here. So um seven out of ten. So yeah, it's, be, it's gonna be it's going a hard one to pick. Um I reckon the favorite though looks pretty nice, shared ambition. Um, has has run behind Think It Over the last three times it's run and um the first time it ran against it only finished 2.1 lengths behind so yeah, drops in class not as good um, field that it's racing against today uh, on Saturday, so yeah, shared ambition for me $3.90 for the win
0: Yeah, I like the way that you're thinking when it comes to Think It Over um, form because that's where, I'm also going off here with Kiss The Bride, Kiss The Bride's owned by a family friend of mine and um so close to my heart in that aspect, but I'm also tipping it purely because I just think that it's progressed really, really nicely this prep. Last start was just excellent to come third by just over a length to think it over, who like you mentioned, think it over is absolute gun. This spring was a moneymaker, maker which just seemed unstoppable. One left, right and centre. So that form just reads. Excellent on paper in my opinion. I think a big runner is going to finish his prep and now that he doesn't have to run past think it over, he'll get it done at the $5 mark and I think if we're looking exotic-wise, I think Shared Ambition and Kiss the Bride it would be a nice little Quinella there. If you if you like the exotic, that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, we move on to race 7, 1600m mark, uh, Dufresne and Lock Eagle the ones to go forward here with the favourite festival dancer to sit at the front of the midfield pack. Straight show the point here, I'm going to have to be with Contributing Factor. Most of these horses are deep in their spell, while Contributing Factor is only fourth up and should be ready to absolutely peak. Uh, Has the fitness advantage, plus the advantage of knowing the track well, has been dominant in its last two starts here, getting very fast victories indeed. Plus, he can definitely get it done in the wet. So at nine dollars to win and three dollars to place, he is screaming absolute overs to me. I think he is a great each way bet to have in the seventh. Nick, what are your thoughts?
1: I'll go with war eternal here. Just um didn't didn't seem too good in the last start last um last week. But it's a seven day turnaround here. Um just didn't get the a really good run, but still still hit the line pretty well, I thought. Um Going up in distance might might be able to help it a little bit because um, it ran through the line pretty nicely. So I reckon the extra two hundred will only benefit benefit him here. So yeah, War Eternal for me. Uh, it's paying fourteen dollars and four dollars twenty for a place. Should be absolutely peaking for this one. So yeah, that'll be me for race seven. Lovely. Race eight, we we skip and we come back a bit later.
0: Yes, the hunter. We'll move on to race nine and. At the 1400 meter mark, this one, and I mean, not much to say about this one because a lot of these horses like to go forward here, so I'm expecting a sharp jump and a relatively faster pace to be set compared to a lot of the races on the card. Just can't seem to map who will be at the front as uh, a lot of these horses probably be contesting for it. So, I'm um, gonna get straight into my tip. Long time listeners of the podcast will know that I'm a big Miss Einstein guy. Followed this girl all throughout last summer, and she's first up here and ready to motor. Doesn't always love running first up, mind you, but with the wet track on her side, I'm expecting a positive run. Recent trial proved that she's fit and ready to go, and she's just one that like she's another one that likes to give them a big start, similar to those of uh, Cisco Bay Casino Kid. And just like those two, if they're within a shot, she needs to make sure that start. Is appropriate that she gives them and allows little enough room to be able to catch them in that straight. Otherwise, she's no chance, but I think with her turn of foot, I'll definitely back her in to run down this field. $9 to win, $3.50 to place. Each way on Miss Einstein is good enough for me, who did me well last summer. Hopefully, she does me well this summer.
1: Yeah, I'm going with uh, Polly again here. Um... Only worry is probably it, it hasn't really raced too much on the on the wetter tracks. Um definitely likes the, the firmer ground. But um at fourteen dollars and four dollars twenty for a for a place when um it, it raced pretty well behind mine par only one point three lengths off. Um I think it's hard to stay away. So that'll be me. Uh heading to the last, the thirteen hundred meter benchmark eighty eight. Uh it's a it's a difficult one to finish it off, I reckon. It's probably one of the one of the harder ones to pick, um, from the Newcastle card. Yeah, it's it's really tough for me actually. I'm gonna go with Edit here. Yeah. Bit, bit bit left field. Um came ninth last start, didn't look that good. Five point three lengths behind Eduardo against a good field, but it looked like it was never gonna be a chance in that one, obviously. Drops down in class, so it should be should be a bit better. But um yeah, that's that's for me. Seven dollars fifty and two dollars fifty for a place.
0: Yeah, I mean, you'd think the uh the drop down of the benchmark eighty eight looks good off of a uh Kosciuszko into the uh Classic Legend stake, so I definitely respect a bet on it, Nick. I like your thoughts with it, but um like you not being able to jump off the Papali train, I am unable to jump off the much, much better train. I am uh I'm not, I'm not gonna go into the whole Hong Kong sprint debate that we had last time after you absolutely tore that apart. But I'm going to stick with the form lines around Ellsberg and Montefilia that it hasn't had in the past. I believe it uh, ran behind Ellsberg in trial and lost narrowly to Montefilia, I think, in the autumn of this year. But I I know that it definitely has got that form behind Montefilia. Ellsberg and Montefilia, of course, two horses that are much above the benchmark 88 mark. So I think, uh, plus the positive start, That it had in its last run came third, not far off the finish there. Uh, Only 1.2 lengths off dynamic impact last start at Rose Hill on Golden Eagle Day. Definitely ready to peak and at $14 to win and $4.20 to place. Happy to take it on each way yet again and hopefully gets into those placings because $4.20 is certainly a nice um, price for the place. But if it wins, cheering at $14. Not only for the uh, the bank account, but also the quaddy, which we'll get into later. But uh, that'll finish off the day at Newcastle as we head into the great tip-off. Nico, before we begin, let me ask you something. Do you reckon you're any good at fantasy sports? You bet I am, mate. Well, with Draft Stars, you can get off the bench and into the game. Play for fun or play for cash as you compete against other sports fans across Australia for huge prize pools, with some even going upwards of $10,000. That sounds like free money to me. Well, it's not exactly free money, my friend, but if you fancy yourself a bit of a fiend for anything fantasy sports related, whether it's horse racing, AFL, NRL, cricket, NBA, or whatever sport of your choosing, you can head to draftstars.com.au and start playing now. The details are in the show notes
1: or in our Instagram bio. Click the link, sign up today. Tell them the mock sent you and start winning big on Draftstars.
0: Alright, ladies and gentlemen, the great tip-off, we're down to the narrow end, only two races to go, that being the Hunter and the Gong, and this week could be the Decider. I believe, Nico, you are five points behind me at this current stage, which means if I uh, score two more points, you're done. You can catch up if you pick the winners in the next two weeks, that's the only way you can beat me. You feeling the pressure? Hey,
1: pressure is on, but um, it's all right. It's not over till it's over.
0: Yeah, to be fair, you backmarketed me last year in the uh, Punter of the Year. You were able to take it in just the last race of the comp, so maybe you can do it again here and win Punter of the Spring. But um, we we'll are getting in the race. I mean, good card. I mean, sorry, good field, but not a super strong field when you look at uh, the likes of who can definitely challenge... Those first few favourites, looking at the pricing, you've got Lost and Running at $3.20, top ranked $4.80, and then Bandersnatch is your best of the rest at $7.00. The rest are all over 10 and go upwards of the uh, 150 mark for those um, emergencies. But, yeah, the betting-wise, definitely a value playground if one of them are getting up. But I'm going to have to be relatively boring in the betting sense and go with the favourite Lost and Running. And I just think purely it's the one to beat. Quite que- clearly has the best form. Uh, comes in from a fourth in the Everest and a very good second behind Eduardo in that cl- cl- Classic Legend stakes a couple of weeks ago. Uh, if he brings that sort of uh, run against this crew, he should definitely be winning. Um, I mean, top ranked is the big unknown and is most likely the big danger. But... Um, On our Instagram, of course, in the follow, forgive, forget series, I did say follow Lost and Running as it will be in for a big run next start, so I'm going to have to stick by that. $3.20 odds seems good. The only big thing going against us is that wide draw and top weight, but trainer John O'Shea has come out and said that it doesn't worry him, so it won't worry me. So I'm going to have to be on Lost and Running at $3.20 in the Hunter. Nick?
1: Yeah, look... Lost and Running obviously looks like one of the better horses, but unfortunately, to win the win it win it all, I'm going to have to take some risks here. Um, have to go a bit bit out of ordinary. Bandersnatch. Snatch, um, not not too too out of the ordinary, but probably something some that some don't consider at all. Third seven dollars to win, and sorry, it's
0: the third line of betting. So yeah,
1: yeah, seven dollars to win and two dollars fifty for a place. Um first up here has got a pretty decent first up record, two wins from five. Doesn't mind the soft track, doesn't mind it any any conditions can get it done. Came second in a trial. It's um more I talk about it, the more I like it to be honest. Um yeah, Ben the snatch for me, seven dollars to win. Um that'll be my tip for the hunter to get me back on top.
0: Yeah, I mean like I said, third line of betting doesn't look horrible. Seven dollars for a third line of betting is pretty good value to have. Plus, the Berry and Hawks combo of the uh, jockey and trainer seems to be a good combo, definitely combined with many wins previously. But uh, yeah, honestly, when I'm looking at this field, I'm thinking we're on the money here. Anything out of those top three lines of betting, don't really see it getting done on paper. But who knows, maybe a uh, ruffie could come and upset us all and make us all look real silly. But uh, that concludes... The great tip-off, just the one race, of course, and we'll be back for the gong to finish it all off next week as we move on to the Around the Grounds. Nick, have you found anything around the country?
1: Gone to um, over at Cranbourne Race A our good old friend, Accountability, who you jumped off just as it started to find some form, and it's, um, yeah, coming against coming against the favourite Mankayan is one that I've been backing as well recently, but... Um, Accountability has beaten this horse before, so yeah. $5, it seems to be always thereabouts. Um, Damien Lane on board should be a nice one. Um, we also head over to Perth over race number eight uh, over at Ascot, Elite Street again. Um, just tipped it two times on around the grounds and two wins. Going to make it three in a row here. $3.30 for the win should be probably one of the better ones in that race, so yeah. That'll be for me.
0: Yeah, Lead Street certainly on its way to a big prep. Could go 3-for-3, three three, so I'm not surprised you're sticking with it. I've found a couple going to have to be down at Cranbourne. April Rain in the 5th, going to take Sydney form. Beaten first up by Quantico, who went out and won during the Melbourne Cup Carnival, so looking like that form could hold up here. Damon Lane on board at Even Money, happy to chuck it in a multi as well as play it as a single, but only if that price stays above the $2. Otherwise, it's just a multi-filler for me. Also have a Black Booker in Jumbuck in the ninth. Genuine each-way chance here. It will be tough to win, but can definitely sneak into the placings, hence why I have it in my Black Book. Certainly likes to charge the line hard. And, I mean, while I'm at Cranbourne, might as well have a stab at the Cranbourne Cup. Seems to be a really, really good field for this one here, so you'd definitely be stoked to see that if you've got tickets to... Watch this one at Trackside. You know you've got your Buffalo Rivers, your Sassy Bonds going around, but um, gonna have to take on Arameo. Gonna take Sydney Form yet again here. Beaten oh so narrowly by Private Eye in the Epsom, which is a Group One, mind you. Before that it was close second behind Zaki, and we all know how good he is. And then last start, another Group One in the Cantala. Just three lengths off the finish behind Superstorm and Icebath. So at $9 to win and $3, I'll happily take that on in a race that is just chock full of value. Could definitely come out and get this done. Um, other than that, up in Doomin, you've got race eight, the big H. The big orange H, the Horovian, back after last summer. Just tore through everyone and anyone that got in its way. Went 11 races on the trot before a trip to Victoria derailed its form. Ready to come back and take them again. And I expect a big run first up at $4.40 to win. Other than that, not much else that sticks out to me form-wise. So that's all I'm going with around the grounds. But uh, we head on to the quaddie. Try and hit another one before we sign off for the year. Two more weeks to try and hit our second one of the season. Race 7, we've got, uh, of course, this is at Newcastle. Race 7, Contributing Factor, Festival Dancer, Arnaqueer, War Eternal. Race 8, Lost and Running, Top Ranked, Bandersnatch, and Dawn Passage. The first four lines of betting, like we said, can't really see anything out of them beating them. Uh, Nick, who have we got in the last two? Uh, Miss
1: Einstein, Norwegian Bliss, Pipali, and Fast Channel. Race 10, we've got much, much better. Gravina acquitted an edit, and $50 gets you 19.5%.
0: Lovely stuff. And that concludes the uh, the Hunter edition of the podcast. Second last episode of the season. We'll be back next week for the last episode of the season. But uh, anything to say before we sign off fully, Nick? Um,
1: yeah, just good luck this weekend. Obviously, the racing's going a bit downhill after the end of the spring carnival, so... um. Don't chase your losses too much, but yeah, the more you bet, the more you win. On the absolute morals, so yeah, good luck, lads.
0: Ah, uh, of course. The the more you bet, the more you win. It's kind of a bit of catchphrase for you, Nick. As is, why gamble responsibly, punters? Like Nick said, the uh, the horse racing quality is going down a little bit. Hence, why it's becoming harder and harder to find a win. As anybody could get up at this stage, as we get towards the summer. But, uh, yeah, other than that, we appreciate you tuning in once again, and we will see you next week for the special finale and one-year anniversary of the Mock, so we'll hopefully have a big, big episode to finish off the season. See you next week, lads. See yeah, lads.